0: Hello and welcome to This Could Get Nerdy. I'm Sorrel.
1: And I am Jeff.
0: And this week we've got an episode that's really from opposite sides of the spectrum. Last episode we talked about episode 3 of Game of Thrones, but this week we'll talk a bit about episode 4 and of course the penultimate episode which aired this past Sunday.
1: But don't worry, it won't get too awful because we're going to move to a lighter fare with our thoughts on Detective Pikachu. But first, there were two major trailers that came out.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about um, the big one from Marvel, the very last movie of Phase 3, Phase three, right?
1: Phase 3.
0: It, it's been so much that we've lost count. I don't know anymore. Um, but it's Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. So they did... Uh, give us spoiler warnings uh which is really ironic for tom holland to be the one giving out spoiler warnings. yeah i
1: really like that they started off with tom holland saying you know watch out guys spoiler warning i
0: think if they made him say it out loud he might be like you know what maybe i should not say spoilers Yeah, yeah um but we got a better glimpse of jake gyllenhaal as mysterio
1: yes i i really i really like that i'm really looking forward to uh well, I mean, what they do with Mysterio in general and just, you know, seeing Jake Gyllenhaal in the uh, MCU. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously with the very first trailer that came out a couple months ago, obviously before Endgame, we really didn't know if it was going to be set before or after Endgame. Um, but once the Russo brothers lifted the spoiler ban, we basically found out that uh Far From Home does take a, a place after the events of Endgame where, um you know, Peter Parker is just really dealing with the loss of Tony Stark.
1: Yeah, it's a trailer, like, right off the bat goes into, like, you know, Peter Parker and Happy, you know, being sad about, obviously, you know, Tony Stark no longer being around.
0: Mm -hmm. Can I just say, though, like, what a great actor Tom Holland is? Like, he gets very redacted or limited amounts of like the script but he's still able to deliver a really emotional performance yeah right and i think that that's what's really great and uh, um i found out through a jimmy kimmel interview that the rest of the cast really didn't even know um what was going to happen in endgame because a lot of the their script was redacted
1: oh yeah <laughs> so
0: imagine how hard it was like to be like an actor and having to challenge yourself like that
1: yeah, kind of it's hard to know like where your character is going and what's sort of happening around you, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So it does um, give us another kind of theory by telling us that Mysterio actually isn't from our Earth or at least the Earth that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is familiar with. He's actually from a different parallel universe, right?
1: Yeah, so um, they basically, say so flat out say that, like, obviously, so this universe that, you know, that the main Marvel uh, movies take place in is Earth-616, which obviously, people are familiar with the comics, that's kind of like the main, you know, universe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mysterio mentions that, you know, he's from a different universe. I think it's uh 833, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, But again, this is a thing where, you know, Mysterio being you know the guy that he is can we take him at his word when he says that or yeah
0: so for the people who aren't familiar with Mysterio and I'm familiar with him like from the tv show um back in the 90s so he he looks like he is kind of a hero right but he's not obviously he's a villain yes so does is he a hero initially in the beginning or is he like a villain through and through in this entire movie
1: uh, I mean, the way it, I mean in this movie, the way it looks will probably start out as the hero and be kind of a good, um, you know, mentor uh, for Peter mm-hmm. as a kind of, you know, almost like replacement for uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. But obviously, throughout the course of the film, that will probably, you know, change and yeah. he will, you know.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, going back to the multiple universes, I mean, that definitely opens up the door for X-Men in Fantastic Four, which Marvel just claim rights to just before Endgame, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, exactly. I mean, this, I mean, yeah, whether or not, you know, what Mysterio is saying is actually true, or if, I mean, if there is still going to be a multiverse, it does open up the possibility to bring in, like, all these other franchises, like the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, kind of, into the mcu without it you know sort of feeling weird Mm -hmm. in the sense where it's like oh you know where have you guys like been this whole time
0: yeah which was kind of the question that was answered or asked in endgame with captain marvel right yeah you know with um war machine asking well like where were you all this this entire time right Yeah, yeah so that one was a little bit of an easy question and like you could get away with it but how many times are you gonna have that excuse
1: right right
0: yeah so excited for this movie?
1: Absolutely. Oh, my God. Am I excited for it? Am I excited for a Spider-Man movie?
0: Starring Jake
1: Gyllenhaal. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, yeah. Sold, it doesn't even have to be a Spider-Man movie. Jake Gyllenhaal is in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> I mean, let me know when those like tickets go on sale.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, another trailer that came out is uh, It Chapter 2. I was going to call it IT. No, no, you can
1: go ahead and call it. Well, okay. The
0: reason why is because our friend Joey, um, obviously very well-intentioned, she called the first one IT, and we're just like, what is IT? And we're like, D- does she mean it? <laughs> so Joey, congratulations, you get a shout out um, in this podcast, but it's a little bit of embarrassing for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, IT Chapter 2, and we got to see the very first look at the losers all grown up.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of the casting that they did with, you know, Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, mm-hmm. and especially Bill Hader. Yeah. I'm really excited to see him in, like, you know, a dramatic role. I mean, well, because he's,
0: he's in he's in Barry, yeah. which is his very own show on HBO. And I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot of good things.
1: Yeah, I've, I've occasionally kind of catched episodes, you know, since they're on after Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I've been sort of watching it, like, you know, that way and yeah. he's really good on it.
0: Yeah. No, um, and he's he's a great actor and I think he's definitely like I mean all of them are really perfect and if you look at them like side by side yeah. right it's it's a really great casting. Yeah,
1: really good all around.
0: Yeah. Um I like that so it wasn't it was a trailer but it was a little bit of more of a sneak peek.
1: Yeah, um, it was kind of it kind of showed like a scene um and then kind of a couple of quick shots of them.
0: Yeah, so the scene with Beverly and the old lady who now lives in her old house when she used to live in Derry, that like you kind of knew right away. I'm like, this this old lady does not see No,
1: yeah, something's not right here.
0: Uh uh, like this is not a sweet old lady. My the creepiest part well, one of the creepiest parts, um, it was always just like faded shots yeah, of yeah. in the background, right? Where she's kind of like walking weird. Um, but I think she says, um, oh, things here in Derry never really die. And I counted. It was 13 seconds. And mm-hmm. she was just staring at Beverly for, like, seconds. Yeah, I know. Seconds. There were some,
1: like, really uncomfortable, like, long, like, shots of her face. And I, I thought something was just going to, like... Yeah. I was getting a little...
0: <laughs> so, I mean, we we liked the very first movie. I loved um, the first movie. So I think that this one is going to be just as good, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see how the grown up losers kind of you know step into that step into those shoes because the kids they did so good yeah right and it's it's always hard to get like kid actors to Really, kind of do a good job.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that can be a tricky, tricky part. Where especially when you're asking like these kids to deliver like these big kind of like emotional moments mm-hmm. and stuff, it can be hard. But um, they got a good group of kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, let's let's hope that these adults step it up, right?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> the kids really raised the bar for
0: them. So <laughs> so, um, it chapter two. We're definitely gonna watch, right? Yes, please. Hundred percent. All right. Now moving on. Um. We, because we are going to be talking about the big episodes from Game of Thrones and Detective Pikachu, there will be major spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen the Detective Pikachu movie, or if you haven't seen four in uh, episode four and five of Game of Thrones, I suggest you pause, save this for later, come back to it after you've watched. But here is our episode about Game of Thrones and Detective Pikachu. So in our second episode, we did cover episode three of Game of Thrones. So we're going to quickly talk about four and five and just kind of how we felt about it. I mean, the thing is, is it is Game of Thrones' last season. So it is important to talk about. Um, Episode three obviously had that big battle of Winterfell. Yeah. And we honestly thought it was going to be like super chill. Like we, we, I think we went out of. Watching episode three, thinking this four was definitely going to be a filler episode, mm-hmm. and for the most part, it was. Yeah, right. I'd say so. Um, with the exception of the crazy death at the <laughs> end with Miss Sande.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> right. Um, Jeff, like your thoughts about the episode overall?
1: Um. Yeah. So I feel like um, I mean this episode. It was. Definitely filler, obviously, after uh, the big battle. Kind of had everyone, you know, regrouping and stuff. At first, they had to kind of, you know, burn the dead. Um, and then everyone was... Well, I guess everyone started banging. And, like, you know... <laughs> and some that who, I guess, we sort of wanted to. And others who probably didn't want to.
0: And then people um, who wanted to bang someone but then didn't. With, so, obviously, Gendry. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was awkward. Like... It's funny because, like, Gendry and Arya obviously had sex um, before the events of episode three. and Because
1: that's what you do before a big battle. I mean, obviously. Right.
0: And then all of a sudden, Homeboy decides to get down on one knee and propose to her. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, take her out first. Man, like well he
1: just got like you know like named like a lord right
0: okay so I mean, you know like whatever take her out to like the keg or something like i don't know if Arya, Arya
1: doesn't really feel like a keg kind of girl no no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i'm not gonna assume like i don't know where i'm going with that <laughs>
0: um The well i mean the, there were several characters who you know got it on um which ones so I know that you weren't a fan of it, but uh, I was really happy about Jamie and Brian getting together, finally.
1: I mean, you say that now, but then if we want, once we talk about the next episode, I feel like you definitely well, will have yeah. a different feeling about yeah, that.
0: Yeah, obviously. So when it first happened, you're just like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And yeah, oath sex, hashtag oath sex actually happened, legit happened. And it was amazing. It was beautiful because my favorite part about it was, you know, Brianne has always, she's always kind of looked at herself, not really being, you know, feminine. Right. Um, and she's kind of always looked at herself the way that everyone had kind of looked at her, which is one of the boys. Um, but I really like that she took the lead, even though she was a virgin when they had sex, but I really like that she took somewhat of a lead with embracing her sexuality and embracing that um you know that that confidence that she had with jamie uh yeah it was honestly great
1: (laughs) i don't know for me i kind of i kind of looked at it as uh the scene in the um the second episode where um jamie uh knighted her i kind (laughs) of looked at that as like their version of having sex I didn't really want them to literally have sex.
0: Well, there's more, I guess, emotional vulnerability there. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and then Danny and John kind of finally had that talk about him being Aegon Targaryen, AKA her nephew, and he's still saying, I love you to her.
1: I don't know, John. I don't know what you're doing. About
0: <laughs> it. Uh, I mean, before we talk about episode five, I mean, it wasn't, episode four wasn't as strong and it really does show that there's st- definitely six episodes in the season because it just feels so rushed,
1: Yeah, i right? they're just hitting, like hitting all the bullet points, basically.
0: And I, I kind of hate it because, I mean, like I think when it's rushed like that, the writing gets really lazy. Like for one example was just the way that Sansa had spoken about her trauma on that episode. Right? Yeah. So you see her and the Hound reunited again. And the entire time at King's Landing, like she was always really scared of him, but you know, she's obviously developed a backbone since then. And he had made a comment about her not being a little bird anymore. And for her, it was, you know, well, I've gone through all this stuff and I'm not a little bird anymore. And a lot of people, including myself, took it as a thing of, like, <sighs> rape and abuse for women is not a way to develop a character. Mm. And it's not a way to show a female character has matured. Like, there's other ways. There's better ways than that. And I think that that was really lazy writing. Yeah. You know? I, on top of the other kind of lazy writings in this episode. Like, I
1: mean, this, this show does come from one of the writers of Wolverine uh, Origins.
0: Oh, yeah, so there definitely top, top billing so, right there. you know. <laughs> um, another thing that really kind of bothered me was Miss Andy's death.
1: Yeah. Right? That was out of nowhere.
0: It was out of nowhere, but at the same time... Well, yeah, I mean, it was out of nowhere. It was out of nowhere.
1: because, like out of nowhere, you know, their ships get
0: attacked. And how did she get caught so quickly? Yeah.
1: And then out of nowhere, they have her, like, you know.
0: Yeah. And the thing that sucks is that she grew up in chains. She grew up as a slave. And having Danny there as you know, a friend, you know, to get her out of that, like, she ended up developing like a sense of confidence in herself. And the fact that she died in chains again was just again, such lazy writing. And one of the many things that infuriated me about this episode. Yeah. Yeah. On top of, you know, Miss Andy dying as a way to kind of propel Grey Worm and and you know Danny to kind of be motivated to to do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. I just thought it was really lazy, and I don't like it. I don't know. Episode four was not a strong episode for me.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, how, I mean, how did he feel about the uh Euron sniping that dragon out of the air thing?
0: Like Euron <laughs> has been basically useless since he first showed up. A lot of do you remember when they first? showed him, and then they're like, oh, he's going to make Ramsey lo- Bolton look like a Disney kid. Mm. <sighs> he has done nothing but show up in tacky, like, leather outfit, le- like, leather garb. Dude, first of all, you are from, like, an island. Why, what? What is with the leather?
1: He looks like he's from a different show.
0: He, yeah.
1: He... 100%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, H&M catalog.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, seriously, like, he's been – such a useless character the entire time all he cares about is really just getting it in with cersei you know and then all of a sudden he is y- capable enough to take down a dragon like i don't understand that
1: yeah that scene was so ridiculous
0: i mean it was like, like it was definitely brutal
1: yeah yeah like
0: kind of thing like the like the blood spit out of like the um yeah no
1: it was it was Rhaegol's brutal golf. yeah no
0: but like the fact that it was Euron that did it. Yeah. I feel like Kyburn had more like credentials to do it than he did.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just in general, that whole scene was so ridiculous. Just like the way, obviously, she's got, you, you know, they're going into um, Dragonstone, right? Mm-hmm. And, like how, she, like, how Daenerys doesn't like see the Iron Fleet just like waiting for them.
0: Okay. My favorite part though is there was behind the scenes between, um, uh, ben benioff and weiss D. The, yeah the those, two t- the two guys, those two dicks those two dicks um where you clearly see in the early episode when they're talking about their game plan someone said like the iron fleet will be waiting here at dragonstone and then all of a sudden it's like what like she just forgot just yeah. like Danny just forgot just like how she forgot the Starbucks cup and the table.
1: <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I think they corrected that. That wasn't her fault. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, it let's just blame the writer. <laughs>
1: no, because that was that whole thing where people started throwing around blame. I think Davos blamed one of the producers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but, Yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely like lazy writing because I don't understand like the same episode, you can't even fact check that she was told that the Iron Fleet would be waiting for her. And then closer to the end of the episode, she heads to Dragonstone. And what happened? The Iron Fleet were waiting for her.
1: Yeah. And not only do they like hit the dragon, but they get off like three consecutive shots within like the course of like 10 seconds. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) what are the odds of that really? (laughs)
0: Uh, Another, like, again, this just goes back to the shitty writing and just the way that they treated the women uh, definitely in this episode. I mean, the entire series is a problem on its own, but Mm -hmm. just the way that they treated the women in this episode, going back to the oath sex, you know, it just... I found that the scene, the farewell scene between Jamie and Brienne, it just reduced Brienne to this, like... I don't know, this just like lonely, like person that yeah. just like solely relies on him. And I'm like, she was never like that.
1: Yeah, she was such a, a strong woman. And then she just became this like pathetic girl.
0: And I understand, like, well, okay, pathetic girl. Like, I
1: mean, on. it was a little like, come on. Okay, but come on.
0: No, I mean, like, obviously, they're like strong comes in many shapes and forms, but just. It just didn't make sense for how her character was. No. Right? And there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to do do something or wanting to do everything for a person that you love and a person you have feelings for. But it just, it was way too convenient, almost, to turn her into that after Mm -hmm. she had sex. Yeah. Right? It goes back to that whole, like, trope of, like, oh, the minute a girl has sex, like, she's going to be, like, stage five clinger. Mm -hmm. Which, like... That is not how Brienne was. No. Right? And I, I think that they, it just sucks that they kind of reduced her character knowing full well the type of, you know, character that she was since season three or two when she first appeared. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I think the only person that kind of helped their, held their backbone was Arya.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know? She got that D. And then also got the proposal, and then she said, no, it's okay, I'm just going to go die now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go to King's Landing and take up Cersei or something.
0: That's, like, my favorite reaction to her proposal. It's like, <laughs> will you marry me? No, i got to go die. <laughs>
1: <Aww>. <laughs> you wouldn't rather marry me?
0: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, another thing in that episode is my favorite thing was with Danny, I found this hilarious. Was with Danny telling John not to tell anyone that he was Aegon Dark And then, literally, the next scene Idiot. was the Stark family meeting where he's just like, Oh my God, guys, I have a secret.
1: Yeah, I'm going to tell these teen girls the secret, which no one can tell.
0: <laughs> my favorite. And then he goes, uh, Bran, do you want to tell it? And then Bran Pussy. is like,
1: no. Oh my God.
0: Bran is like, Dude, like, you're right here. <laughs> um,. <laughs> And then, like, obviously, the thing is, like, Sansa has never hasn't been a fan of Danny since the first time that they met. Like, do you honestly think she's going to keep that big of a secret, knowing full well that she could use that secret to her advantage? Yeah. Like, how dumb does John think she is?
1: John is just not a really smart guy. Yeah, I think he's really show better.
0: He's beautiful, <laughs> but show. He's not I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Ugh. Even just the way that they've kind of written John, I'm just like, dude, come on. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, well, let's move lif- on to the lif- next episode. <laughs> Listen, episode five <laughs> did not really get any better. Oh, um, God. So <sighs> we've been theorizing. Pretty much since, like, I don't know, like season seven-ish, season six, that Danny had the potential to become the Mad Queen.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, well, I would say these—they've uh, definitely kind of, you know, set hints about this earlier than that.
0: Yeah, because um, you know, Brand's visions, and then she had visions too.
1: Yeah, and she, she just had a very, you know, compulsive kind of nature, where or impulsive nature. Where she would just, like, randomly sort of, you know, burn people if they don't, you know, bend to her will. Uh,
0: I mean, I think that that kind of happened later on in the seasons. For <sighs> me, the the thing that, like, you know what? Rest in peace to Daenerys, Stormborn, Targaryen. You're not dead, but your development as a character has. <clears throat> because for the <laughs> seven seasons before this one, she never really killed innocent people. Like, innocent when i mean like innocent i mean like women and children you know and she constantly stood up for them and she freed slaves and people looked up to her and all she wanted to be was a leader that people loved mm-hmm. right and then all of a sudden season eight they sh- they just switched it
1: mm-hmm.
0: she's just like no burn them all like f those kids
1: yeah f right? those kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which i uh, i don't understand and i mean i guess a part of it is A little bit bad, like admittedly a little bit badass because, you know, season, episode of war, it really looked like Cersei was going to surrender and give Missandei back. Yeah. But then she ended up, you know, cutting her head off or getting, um, Malna cutting her head off. So, you know, with Danny hearing the bells ring with surrendering in this episode, Mm -hmm. you saw her be like, oh, I won. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, they told her like you know once you know the bells ring like, it's it right. Yeah. Just surrendering and, and don't like, like
0: the all of the soldiers had dropped their weapons and swords and everything. Everything was good, and then for some reason, yeah, I know.
1: Right when that moment happened, you kind of sort of like you know looked over to me, and you're like, oh no. And you started getting like really it's nervous
0: because you knew
1: something bad was coming. Right.
0: It's too happy, <laughs> and the thing is, is like. I mean, yeah, it kind of goes full circle with, you know, Cersei being fake and then saying that she's going to do something and then do another thing. But that's the thing is that's exactly what Cersei would do. That's mm-hmm. not something that Daenerys would do, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, I just thought this is so out of left field and they just, I don't know. It's like the writers just really want to turn her into the Mad Queen.
1: Yeah, well, right. I think with you know the structure of the season being six episodes, obviously you know there's only one episode left. You kind of have to go just full out, just you know I'm gonna yeah. burn all these women and kids. And
0: <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, okay, going to the whole full out, like going full on, like Cersei. I'm sorry, but Cersei's death was super anticlimactic.
1: Yeah, it was. It was disappointing. I mean, not to say that, like, you know, I really want her to die. I mean, I I want her to die, but, like, she was that, like, good villain where, like, a part of me did sort of want her to succeed.
0: Well, because the thing is with Cersei is she knows she's evil and she owns it. Yeah, exactly. But out of everyone, when it comes to the politicking of it, she's the one who gets shit done. Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, she's been at, like, King's Landing for the whole entire show. Like, if you want to... Like, she call, hasn't even moved.
0: Yeah, if you want to call someone the smartest person in that show, it is 100% Cersei. Yeah. You know, she's played the background for so long, and she's used those tactics to become queen of King's Landing, and she was queen of King's Landing for literally the entire series, right? But just Cersei and Jamie's death is just... It was so anticlimactic, and it was just like, ugh, like, that's it? Like, it was kind of also a slap in the face for how Jamie's redemption arc.
1: Yeah, that's the bigger basically problem for vanished. Me. Like, Jamie, like, I mean, I, you know, for me, I think a lot of other people also, uh, Jamie's redemption arc throughout this show has been probably one of the highlights. And just to see what they did with his character this episode... And how after we went through, you know, all these seasons with him, going from the first season where he's just like a total dick, we hate him, Mm -hmm. and like redeeming him, to then this episode where his character just goes all the way back to square one. Mm
0: -hmm. And he's just... Yeah, and like the thing is, is a part of you is just like, oh, he's going to kill Cersei, he's going to kill Cersei. But then it's just like, you see the desperation in his face, I'm like, he's not going to kill her, he's literally going to go back and save her.
1: Yeah, because they kind of left it, like, hanging, you know, last episode, where it's like, you know, was he going to go back to, like, be with his sister, or was he going to be- go back to kill her? You didn't exactly yeah. know.
0: And but. the thing is, is I would have been a bit happy of how he left Brienne had he actually gone and killed yeah. Cersei, but he went, he literally went back to his sister. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, I mean to be
1: fair, you know, in those times, it was—it's kind of a thing where it's you know, oh, I
0: mean, whatever. It's awful, but <laughs> um, but another reason why I found that Cersei's death was really kind of anticlimactic was just the whole thing about the um, Valonqar prophecy mm-hmm. with um the old with that woman kind of. When she was a teenager giving her, like, that prophecy, um, when your tears have drowned you, the Valonqar shall wrap his hands around your pale white throat and choke the life from you. So, obviously, the entire time people have been theorizing that Tyrion was going to kill her or Jaime was going to kill her because, like, Jaime is her younger brother. Yeah. But or even like her unborn child being the youngest could have been a boy. Maybe it would have killed her in childbirth. But none of that happened. Yeah. This goes back to the whole like lazy writing of like, okay, just throw out seven seasons. Yeah.
1: D&D don't care about your prophecies. (laughs) They don't have time for this.
0: Ugh, I I don't know. It's just not. Yeah. And then (laughs) like, can Jon Snow just stop? Telling people how much he loves Danny.
1: Oh, he's so pathetic. It's so... I pathetic. want to support him, but he just makes it so hard.
0: Right?
1: You know? Like, last season, when he, like, bends the knee to, like, Danny for, like, no real, re- like, good reason.
0: If he bends the knee to her for, like, the last episode, I'm literally going to riot. <laughs> so, like, you know, the penultimate episode is done. Like... I don't know, at this point, I feel like everything is fair game now, mm-hmm. right? Because all of the theories that we, I had, at least, are pretty much shot out the window.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Actually, you know, before we talk about what we want to happen for um, the next episode or the last episode, let's talk about a really cool shot um, before Varys, rest in peace, to literally the only person who had common sense in King's Landing. Like, the scene where the dragon just kind of creeps out from the dark.
1: Yeah, when uh, Danny's just there and then he sort of pops his head up behind her. That was (laughs) really cool.
0: If anyone's been to the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios just before that big kind of dip that's exactly what that reminded me of
1: Ah, uh. <laughs> it was
0: so scary
1: i wish i went on that
0: ride but just imagine that happened though oh yeah right just imagine being there in the dark and just being like in like it because it was set in like a dark beach and you didn't mm-hmm. see anything everything was pitch black and then just kind of seeing that from like in front of you yeah like, ready to kill you <laughs> uh
1: and he didn't even scream too. No, no, that's like I, that's
0: I, Varys is a bad bitch. <laughs> he has no like he's just like, I'm gonna spill your secrets, I don't care. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so now really the only key players who could potentially take the Iron Throne are Danny and John. Mm. Uh, what do you think?
1: Um yeah. Probably. I mean also I just want to mention uh Arya and the whole situation where she like I don't yes. know, has some like some sort of like invisa like invincible like I don't oh, know God. how she survived that.
0: Yeah, like because, all the the running and the stuff. Yeah,
1: like obviously that. it was really cool because like it was almost you know a chance to sort of get a sort of POV of like what all the, like the women and children and all like you know the innocent people from King's Landing are like, you know, dealing with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. But another like aspect, how did she survive any of that?
0: Well, I mean, like, if she can, you know, sneak, you know, sneak behind the Night King without getting caught, like, I'm pretty sure she's... Yeah, gonna
1: but fight. I don't know what kind of stealth you're going to do and like, everything's just, like, blowing up around you and, like...
0: Yeah. That I mean, was I'm, a little The thing much. is, is I'm, I'm sad that she wasn't able to see. The thing is, is, like, even if she was the one who killed Cersei, I would have been fine with that.
1: Really? Yes. hundred oh, I don't know. Because at
0: least it would be some sort of satisfaction as, as a person who, you know, really watches the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: The only satisfactory, like, the only, like, satisfying thing that we had here was clagane Bowl.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, but also, Kyburn yeah. just getting, like, tossed aside.
0: <laughs> My favorite part of that episode was, you know, the hound was just really egging the mountain on And he's just like, dude, I'm gonna fight my brother. And then Kyburn and Cersei are just like, no, no, obey your queen, obey your queen. (laughs) And the mountain literally just like yeets him to the wall, (laughs) splits his head open. And my favorite reaction is Cersei's just like, yeah, so I'm gonna go downstairs.
1: Yeah, he's gonna (laughs) let you two kind (laughs) of. And my favorite part
0: is that she just crosses in between (laughs) them, as in just like, all right. Just do 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 do. Um yeah, no, Cligane Bowl was great.
1: Yeah, it was pretty great.
0: Um, oh, and then he did the thing. Like the man did the thing again, like what the he did gouging. with um Pedro Pascal's character with yeah, the Ogren. eyes. Oh. And the thing is, is when it comes to violent scenes like that, it's all about the sound.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So the sound of like the eyes just like. Yeah, the squishing. eye gouging. Whoa. Yeah. It was the and I'm like no, there's no way the hound is gonna go down that way. No, no, no. But we did lose the hound and we did lose the mountain. And but
1: they both went out in a blaze of glory. (laughs) Yeah,
0: literally. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I think. Now I I don't know like they've pretty much all but confirmed that Daenerys is gonna become the Mad Queen and. John is going to have to use his honor, suck it up, and kill a person he loves, also known as his as his aunt, mm-hmm. and take the Iron Throne.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't imagine John wanting the Iron Throne, though.
0: He's always said that There's he's never no wanted way. it.
1: Yeah, right. I but
0: can't... then keep in mind, he's always said that he's never wanted to be the um you know King of the North and everything. King too. of the North. Right. Sorry. <clears throat> but he's always said that he's never wanted to, wanted any of those things, and he just got them. Yeah, yeah. Sounds about like white privilege. I I don't know what combo.
1: No, but I <laughs> I can no, no. I really I can't see him like you know after the next episode. I can't see him sitting on the throne.
0: Well, you know, only time will tell. And I mean, the next episode is this coming Sunday, right?
1: I'm excited. I don't know.
0: I'm excited. I'm not but I'm sure. Also... I'm excited for it to end. I'm excited for way. it to end, and I'm just really hoping that this... Hopefully this episode somehow makes up for the crappy episode 4 and 5. I doubt it, but I, Yeah, I don't see that. We'll see.
1: At this point, I just, I'm really looking forward to um, hopefully in, you know, 5 to 10 years uh, where we can get kind of a, maybe a real adaptation of uh, Martin's books instead of kind of what they did, you know, yeah. in the later seasons.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, only time will tell, but... Episode 6, the very final episode of Game of Thrones, is coming out this Sunday. And don't worry, we are obviously going to talk about it on our next episode. All right, so now this is going to the opposite end. So obviously with Game of Thrones, we had blood and gore and children burning. Children burning. And now we have cute Pokemon.
1: And children cheering.
0: Yeah. (laughs) well speaking of kids um the theater experience for speaking
1: of kids (laughs) it was the worst oh my god no but to be fair i definitely knew what we were going into you know taking a risk to see this movie Mm -hmm. at the time we did
0: well at the time we did and it wasn't Mm vip um because we're kind of saving that for far from home
1: yeah saving that for the big marvel movies
0: um and yo, VIP is expensive, y'all. It is. <laughs> uh yeah. We were sitting all the way, not all the way at the front, but kind of like middle to the front um type area, like in the rows. Yeah. And then there was a whole row of kids right behind us. And I thought that they were gonna stay quiet because like their dads mm. kept telling them to like shush.
1: Yeah, because they had I think there was like a dad like in between like all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: then <laughs> literally the first scene the first time we see a Pokemon it's just like is that Pidgeot no it's Pidgeotto no it's Pidgeot Jeff and I just kind of looked at each other we're just like yeah let's let's move all the way to the front
1: yeah I know like right before the movie started like you were getting a little hesitant and I was like it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be okay but then like once I started hearing all that Pidgey Pidgeotto talk (laughs) no I was done. You're done. <laughs> like, I, I have nothing against kids again. I mean, I feel like this whole, like, this whole, all this podcast is basically just us talking poorly about kids and theaters. But, like, I really don't have any issues with kids. It's just, like, when it comes to my, you know, theater-going experience, I prefer it to be quiet.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, the front wasn't as quiet as we wanted because we could still hear them in the background. But it wasn't as bad as it would be, like, being right there.
1: Yeah, I no, mean, I was it was fine.
0: Yeah. So you know general thoughts on detective pikachu
1: well i would call myself a fan of pokemon Mm -hmm. i guess um i was was obviously a bigger fan you know when i was a child a young lad you know (laughs) playing the game boy games and the cards and stuff um but You know, for me, I I liked it a lot. It definitely brought back, you know, the feelings that I had, you know, when I was a kid with Pokemon and especially like seeing the first uh, Pokemon movie in the theaters.
0: That one was so good.
1: Like, especially because I I like also that they did this movie where they gave out like Pokemon cards like before, Mm -hmm. you know, as a movie, right? just like kind of in the first movie. Mm -hmm. um that was you know i I like that i like little stuff like that
0: yeah it was definitely Um, yeah definitely feelings of nostalgia with this movie um and it was really good i mean considering it's a live action um i mean it doesn't really have a lot of really good movies to live up to though
1: Um, yeah in the uh, video game genre of
0: (laughs) (laughs) but It was hilarious that they showed the Sonic trailer right before. So yeah, it's I thought like, that was funny. Here's how bad it can get. <laughs> so it's not gonna get any worse. God, than the that Sonic, Sonic movie. is so
1: horrifying.
0: Oh, that gross. trailer
1: is so horrifying. And then like the kids behind us, you heard them like cheering, like "Yeah, Sonic!"
0: No, I was like,
1: "What?" Like I okay, they're kids. I understand, but like still, <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> well, it couldn't be as bad as when we watched the Minions movie.
1: That was horrible. Yeah. Like, I we didn't go like as we wanted to go. Of yeah, course.
0: We we weren't forced to, but we decided Please to set
1: take, that up. I don't want.
0: <laughs> we decided to take my little cousins at the time who I don't think enjoyed the movie either.
1: Terrible. We took them to the movie and even they didn't enjoy it.
0: Well, all right. Well, whatever. We learned our <laughs> lesson. But yeah, I mean, live action. The thing is, is when they first announced a Detective Pikachu movie with Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu, I was super hesitant. Were you? Yeah. I, just I mean, did Ryan that. Reynolds,
1: you know, I know after like stuff with Deadpool, mm-hmm. I, was, I was on board. I thought it was, you know, the perfect, um, you know, voice cast.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I still prefer the Danny DeVito version of Detective Pikachu. Oh, God. You
1: can't do a full, you can't do a theater, an actual like movie with, Danny DeVito a kids <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's not for kids no no
0: I don't know I mean he's he's pretty great in Matilda no he was terrible in Matilda he was a terrible dad <laughs> but you know for the first live action peak like Pokemon movie yeah I thought it was really well done
1: yeah it was really good I mean obviously at first when you hear like live action Pokemon movie you're going to be hesitant yeah. Cuz like if, you know, if they don't like nail like the look of these Pokémon, it could end horribly.
0: <clears throat> Sonic. <clears throat> Sonic. Exactly. <laughs> but I think that the directors for this movie, I think that they really took inspiration from like the fan art that you'd see on the internet, like Reddit threads and stuff and yeah. imgur yeah. about how like real Pokémon would look like in our in our real life. Cuz yeah. when I saw the when I saw the Pikachu trailer for the first time, I looked at it and I'm like, I've seen this fan art before. Yeah. So I think that they did do it justice, right? Um, Most of the
1: Pokemon looked really, really good.
0: Yeah. And they looked exactly how they looked in the cartoons, which is cute. So like you had like the furry and cute Eevees. God, they were
1: so damn cute.
0: You had like the Squirtles. The
1: the Bulbasaur. (laughs)
0: Squirtles and the Bulbasaur. I lost it. Oh, God. It's just because like the Squirtles have like big eyes and they're just so like full of like wonderment and oh uh, they're i'm i'm kind of annoyed that i didn't see the squirrel squad though
1: yeah i know i was looking for that cameo
0: yeah like
1: i remember there's that one scene where you you saw like maybe like four or five squirtles like all together you thought maybe that was <laughs> gonna be something
0: yeah but it wasn't um well, obviously Pikachu was very cute yes as he always is and I'm kind of happy that he stayed like Ryan Reynolds like he didn't do the Pika Pika thing too much
1: Yeah that would have been that would have been hard. That
0: would have been like way too hard to watch the movie without going Oh,
1: oh God.
0: right yeah <laughs> um, I mean you know some of them were cute but some of them were downright terrifying
1: yes um, I can think of one in particular look at <laughs> yes that is horrifying look at that tongue. And he just like ah, this
0: is very phallic,
1: yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, that was not that was not PG,
0: very phallic and wet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, it just even from the trailer, like Lickitung like, lick as a Pokemon, no,
1: Lickitung itself. is a ridiculous Pokemon from
0: the cartoons and then from Pokemon Go, yeah. From Pokemon
1: like, Go, he's ridiculous because, like, whenever he pops up and you just see this, like, big red, like, he's like bouncy <laughs> and he's like, it looks like he's like really thirsty, but like, thirsty for what? I don't know. <laughs> And it's like
0: Yeah, it was it's like nightmare. Well, speaking of nightmare too, like Ludaculo. Mm-hmm. He was he was like so like I don't know. It's just like obviously like some Pokemon translate well in live action and then some of them don't, which obviously is like lick a tongue and like Ludaculo and stuff. It was just not
1: Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about Mr. Mime?
0: Okay, Mr. Mime as a cartoon it was still creepy.
1: Yeah, no, Mr. Mime is a creepy Pokemon. I just in don't general. like clowns in general. He's just weird. Yeah. Like what is he?
0: Yeah, and like the thing is is as live action he's also really terrible <laughs> considering that the scene that he was in and like it was just made like backlit yeah yeah it's just right? crazy
1: like interrogations so you're kind of
0: just like well, it was pretty that was a pretty dark scene for a kids movie. Too. yeah and the first,
1: he's like, like he's gonna like waterboard him yeah and, every... and then he's like yeah
0: <laughs> um, and then it's like and then he decides to pour gasoline all over himself and you're just like what is this like is this a kid's movie
1: he's about to light this man on fire
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, there's cute Pokemon and terrifying Pokemon, but there were also really cool Pokemon, like Mewtwo.
1: Yeah, oh my god, I love Mewtwo.
0: I kind of wish that they didn't show him in the trailer, though.
1: Yeah, that would have been a cool surprise. I mean, they they really, they had to. He was kind of a major part of the movie. I
0: really? don't know how they
1: were... I would say it was.
0: But no, I mean, no. I mean, he was a
1: major, you know.
0: No, obviously he's a major player, but I think that had they saved Mewtwo until like the actual movie itself, that would have been a really cool. No,
1: reveal. I would have been a really cool reveal. Right. I would have loved that, yeah.
0: Because Mewtwo, he's such a cool Pokemon already. Yeah. Right. And then also seeing um, Charizard.
1: Yeah, Charizard's cool.
0: Charizard was Gyarados. awesome.
1: Gyarados. Yeah. Gar- <laughs> I, I love that whole scene.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Gyarados um was really cool and that's the thing like i think that this movie considering that there's obviously more than 150 pokemon now um they showed a lot of the pokemon and they did them really executed them really well it's live action
1: yeah this movie had a had a good mix of um different pokemon from mm-hmm. all the different regions
0: yeah but then there were a couple pokemon that we didn't see
1: yeah right yeah, there's so We some, didn't see
0: a Dragonite.
1: No. I mean, um, we didn't really see any of uh, the legendary birds, but we got a reference to Articuno in the mm-hmm. background.
0: But we didn't see, like, even, um, like, the evolutions for Squirtle and for Bulbasaur.
1: Oh. Uh, right? Um, I think we did. Did we? I think we saw a Blastoise.
0: Did we see it? Yeah,
1: because Blastoise, <laughs> wasn't Blastoise fighting uh, Gengar?
0: Oh, right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah Gengar yeah. was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to, like, we, in terms of, like, the original 150, we didn't see, like, Meowth. We didn't see. far Like, Arc like, Ekans and, you know, Al-Kazarian. Arbok. Yeah. Yeah, Alakazam. Oh, yeah, well,
1: we didn't see, well, yeah, there wasn't any, like, Team Rocket mm-hmm. uh, in this movie, probably, you know, saving that for another <laughs> movie. I would, Perhaps. Have,
0: I would have wanted to definitely see like Bull picks or like nine tails.
1: Yeah. Nine tails.
0: Cool. Nine tails would have been really cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, in other things that we, I guess, didn't expect to see Ryan Reynolds actually revealed himself there as like a cameo at the end. Yeah. Right? I was
1: surprised about that.
0: So obviously everyone knew that Ryan Reynolds was going to be in detective Pikachu, but we all thought that he was just going to be a voice. Um, And it didn't really answer the question as to why this specific Pikachu taught, like spoke. Yeah. And then you find out like within the plot that, uh, Mewtwo had merged the character's father and his Pikachu partner into one like kind of body, which was Pikachu's body. So that explains why, um, you know, why Pikachu talked because he spoke, he spoke exactly like Ryan Reynolds. And it was revealed that the character's dad is actually Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds himself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I was not expecting to see Ryan Reynolds and then there he was at the end.
0: Yeah. It was was cool. Like, I'm hoping that, um, you know, what do you think that they're going to cover then as like in the future?
1: Like, part of me. Like, I definitely want to see, like, you know, a future movie, kind of, which follows a little more of, like, the uh, the cartoon.
0: Like, with Ash and Missy? Uh, I mean, there. not
1: necessarily, like, Ash and Missy, but a sort of similar, you know, storyline where mm-hmm. you have, where you're following kind of, like, you know, one person or a set of people kind of, mm-hmm. you know, being, like, you know, wanting to be Pokemon masters. Mm-hmm. You know, and kind of seeing the whole, you know, thing where they're, like, you know, catching Pokemon And, like, you know, having, like, gym battles.
0: Yeah. Because this one didn't really explore, like, the gym battle... Yeah. ...battling element of it, right? It yeah, kind of well, because explodes. it
1: takes place in sort of, like, Rhyme City, where it's sort of different where in that city, it's more a thing where, like, people and Pokemon are kind of, like, working together. Yeah. So, like, battling and stuff is more, you know, outlawed.
0: And underground.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely would like to see that, and I'd like to see, like, an actual Pokemon gym. Yeah. Um It'd be really cool to kind of cover that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I, I wouldn't even mind, like, a cameo from, like ash and misty or even like nurse joy right <sighs> or like officer jenny yeah like that would be kind of cool because it's like again it's like that feeling of nostalgia
1: yeah right? no, exactly characters.
0: like do you like how i specifically did not mention brock
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, once he's mentioned those uh, <laughs> nurse Joy and yes,
0: no, because Brock is a gross trash bag. I'm sorry, but <laughs> like, no, he's only got one thing in his mind.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, in retrospect, like we watched, um, you know, the poke like the first Pokemon movie after we watched uh, you mm-hmm. know, Detective Pikachu, and you know, seeing you know Brock's, you know, how he kind of, you know, responds kind to women. Yeah, you could say that. You know, it's a little, it's.
0: Uh...
1: Mm -hmm. when you're a kid it's funny but you know if you're an adult Mm -hmm. it's definitely not it's not funny
0: (laughs) well i would like to also kind of see maybe not in the sequels but maybe in like future standalone pokemon films like exploring team rocket yeah right so maybe not jesse and james right away Mm -hmm. but like exploring someone within that organization yeah like
1: giovanni and yeah
0: because team rocket was always like a really cool kind of foe for the characters right oh yeah definitely yeah uh anything else you wanted to see in the sequels
1: um just i mean more pokemon i mean i like mew a lot i would really like to see yeah,
0: it, yeah. that would be really cool um, and since... they never really explained how they got mewtwo right
1: uh well i mean they sort of hint at it right yeah it's you know a similar situation where obviously like Mewtwo's you know kind of you know from mm-hmm. mew right
0: Yeah, I kind of want them to also explore, like, the cities that we're familiar with in the shows and the games. Mm -hmm. Like, they did mention um, the Kanto region.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I I like that. I like that reference when they uh, mentioned that, like, the last time uh, Mewtwo, I guess, was, like, seen, right? Mm -hmm. was, like, 20 years ago in the Kanto Mm -hmm. region, which is, of course, kind of cool, because obviously, you know, you remember, like, playing um, Pokemon Red, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And after you uh, beat the game... And stuff and you kind of go into this like unknown dungeon
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's where you find Mewtwo
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I thought you know that was kind of like you know a little nice little reference mm-hmm. I like
0: yeah I'd, and I'd want to see like even like the technology so we got a small glimpse of it but I like how they did like the pokeballs in the yeah movie. they were cool yeah like with like the glowing lights and everything I thought that that was cool yeah. um would be really interesting to kind of see how they would do like the pokedex or something oh yeah right or even like the healing things that the pokemon like centers yeah Yeah. i think those would be cool so i mean would you watch this movie again uh yeah yeah
1: i I would i I, I liked it i wouldn't watch it again with kids no like maybe by myself you know
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um just kind of you're gonna
0: be that guy
1: (laughs) no well you can watch it with me too if you want (laughs) no it's okay (laughs) what why not you liked it
0: no i liked it and it was great but i mean i can let you be that guy by himself and
1: watching pokemon (laughs) yeah In his boxers.
0: (laughs) Well, I did like that um, Pikachu (coughs) did sing the theme song.
1: Oh, I love that part. Again, it's like... That was another really nice moment.
0: Yeah, and like, it had... What I liked about this movie is it was a new movie. It was a new story for the Pokemon series. Yeah. But it did, you know, pay tribute and pay homage to... The things that, you know, us, like, you know the people who like Pokemon like that we grew up with, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, Those. like this movie, like it had a lot of really nice moments like that. I think, unfortunately, it, it was kind of missing that like Ash getting turned to stone, Pokemon Tears moment.
0: Yeah, no. Because
1: like, like, going in, I was fully expecting there was going to be some point where I was going to like...
0: Get emotional. Get a little,
1: like really emotional. Mm-hmm. But like it didn't... Really happen?
0: Well, I think, I don't know. I, I think maybe it's still it still kind of wanted to stand alone as its own film, but maybe that could be something that they explore with future movies. Yeah. Right. I mean, definitely like with the success of this, I think it's, I think that they, Pokemon is not going to be like, Detective Pikachu is not going to be like the last movie that we see of the Pokemon series.
1: Oh, no. It, right.
0: It, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, yeah, I would watch it again.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it. Like, for me, I wouldn't say like it's definitely not going to be the best movie of the year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um,
0: Ryan Reynolds is not going to win an Oscar. Ah, uh, not for this one. No, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe if you know, once he once he gets finally you know introduced into the MCU, maybe, maybe that's yeah. you know we all know you know um, Disney's kind of ad campaign you know for the Oscars.
0: <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, I mean uh, you'd watch it again?
1: I would watch it again, yeah. I liked it. I I liked it a lot, you know. I'd say it's like a solid 7 for me.
0: Solid 7? Seven.
1: Yeah, 7 7.5, you know. If I yes. was like rated it out of 10.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I put it, it it was an enjoyable enjoyable movie and I mean, it was like obviously marketed as a kids movie, but it's not really kids movie because there were like you know Mm -hmm. jokes that like adults can appreciate too yeah Um, there were some adult jokes but it was also like really great because it introduced a whole new generation to pokemon for those who weren't familiar with it and then for the people who were familiar with it it kind of brought us back to our roots and brought us back to the childhood and you know us like playing the pokemon video games and playing the card games and watching the tv series right
1: yeah exactly
0: and like that excitement again of like from watching the very first movie yeah right so uh that is it for our very polarizing episode
1: (laughs) we definitely went to some very different places i think
0: 100 percent (laughs) <laughs> um but you know let us know your thoughts either on game of thrones or on pikachu or detective pikachu or both
1: yeah i right? mean i think they kind of you know they mix in nicely
0: right it's a nice segue oh yeah definitely <laughs> um but yeah let us know your thoughts you can always follow us on social media facebook.com slash this could get nerdy or instagram and twitter at get nerdy pod signing off i'm sorrel
1: and i am jeff